What's up, Oasis people? We are so excited to be with you. We are here on the Oasis podcast, and we have a vocab lesson for you to start. Oh, Because we're going to talk about why words are important. And a year ago, we did a similar podcast, but it's just this this conversation is so practical to Mm -hmm. our everyday lives. We wanted to circle back around and uh, give some more ideas on it, talk about a little bit more application. So tune in and check that out. But first, let's teach the people what our favorite word currently is, and then... Double down and go with your least favorite word. Okay. To are, say. Yeah. Are we doing, doing. doing favorites first and then are we doing yeah, both? Whatever you do, just make sure you clarify the people. I don't want them to get it backwards <laughs> and they start saying your least favorite word to you is okay. your favorite. Yeah. That would be mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. I don't want to hear the least no. favorite word. Yeah. Who's going first? I don't, oh. You want me to go oh, first? Go yeah. for it. Sure. You never go first. I don't ever go first. Uh, so I do like vocab. When in high school, did you guys do the vocab books where you had tests? Nope. No? No. You had what? vocab in high school? Yeah, through like probably junior year. Like as part of English class? Yeah, yeah, in English I class. I feel like at that gross. point we were just doing reading at that point. Oh, no, they would give us like a vocab bur- book and like every week you'd have eight to ten words. You had to memorize the definitions and those things. Oh, wow. I can't believe you guys no. didn't have that. I got vocab class. in like history and Spanish, but not no, in No, this like was English. just like words. Like you would find synonyms of different words, oh. which synonym is a nice word. That is a nice word. As a little kid, I always said cinnamon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You never knew. Uh, but... My, one of the words, it was junior year. Uh, maybe it was sophomore. It was one of those two years. I learned the word copious. That's a good word. You use that a lot, I feel. Copious is nice. Copious. Yeah. It just means it, a lot for those well. for those who are listening. But copious is probably one of my favorite words. Mm. Same right. with like plethora. Plethora. That's, that's a nice a one. Means a lot. Means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Do you want me to go nice. least favorite or do you guys want to go favorites? Let's do all favorites first, okay, and go. then we'll go yep. back. Okay. Happy, then sad. Go for it. I told them this the other day. My favorite word to say is acetaminophen. Oh, oh yep, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And then is... we talked about whether it's Spell acetaminophen it or acetaminophen. I don't know. I've always <laughs> said acetaminophen. I could probably, if I thought about it really hard, spell it, but I don't want to try. I can't even try. And that one is for the lay person listening. Which one is the brand for that? It's like Tylenol? Uh, Tylenol, okay. is it? Yeah. Yep. yeah. All right. I think so. I don't know. I think so. But it's just a fun acetaminophen. Acetaminophen. That's nice. That's just a good yeah. word. Phylothaline. That's a good word, too. I couldn't think of that if one. If you guys watched phenolphthalein. Phenolphthalein. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. If you guys watched the sermon, you would have saw my semi-successful sermon illustration. Two weeks ago, yeah. Two weeks ago, where I used titration. Yep. And that's the word. Phenolphthalein. Phenolphthalein. Dylan taught us that word. <laughs> I bought it on Amazon. I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> Anyways, what's yours favorite? Fat. With P-H-A-T? the H-A-T? No, F. Just, just fat. I just say it all the time. <laughs> give me, like, give me it in a like, sense. Yeah, yeah. Got a fat haircut. Oh, no, bro. I feel <laughs> so like that like should be pH. Way. Okay, then it's pH. <laughs> Either way, he just. Either way, I just say fat. Like that's fat. If, some, if fat something's nap, good, it's fat. That. Yeah, I'll take a fat nap. Yeah, I you get do that. say that sometimes. I do say all the podcast before. In my head, it's pH always. Okay, for that. I don't spell it. I just say it. Yeah, fair enough. That's why I misspell everything. Okay, let's go backwards. You go least, okay. and then Jaina, and then I'll finish. Okay. Um, my least is sopping, just like when something is sopping wet. Because my mind, my mind immediately goes to like when food is sopping wet. Like oh, you think of like a gross. a hamburger that you got to eat with a fork and knife because it's just so stop. Gross. Next, <laughs> sopping makes me think mopping. So now I'm thinking it's dirty wet food. <laughs> I think of like when you get the food in the sink after you've like done your dishes, you didn't rinse oh, them off oh. or scrape them very well. Like <laughs> the piece of bread yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, soggy. Yeah. Oh, it's I dropped a pretzel in the sink the other day and didn't realize it. And then when I moved all the dishes to wash it, it was just like 
soft oh, in the bottom. I was like, oh, mm, gross. Things yeah. that are squishy I'm that out, aren't I'm supposed a, to be I'm squishy. Yeah. It's gross. Jana, keep <laughs> going. Squishy's a good word. <laughs> um, okay, the first one I thought of is I hate when people use the word female to talk about all women. It's very condescending sounding. Oh, you think? Like, females. All those females, all you females. It's just very What is the better? I don't know. Educate us males. Just women. Just, just say women. women. Or don't lump us all together. Because usually it's used in a context when it's like stereotyping. Okay. Like lumping. Okay. But females is your least favorite word. Probably. It was the first one that came <laughs> to my mind. Fair enough. That I don't want to hear. Fair enough. So that's why it's my least favorite. Here's mine. I hate the word sure. I know you do and I use it all the time. I, I think about it every sure. time I accidentally text yes. it to you. So you say, hey, you want to do something? And someone says sure. To me, that's like, you don't really want to hang out with me. You yeah. just said that. But when I say sure, it's always with a, sure. Uh, you better have an exclamation point then. Because if, it, if it's coming across as just a sure or like, <laughs> hey, are you are you, are you good with that? And then they're like, sure. It's like, you're not actually, I, I don't <laughs> feel like you're actually good with that. I'm the, I'm, I know I'm guilty of this. I say sure, like just out of the context of like, yeah, like it's the same thing as like saying no problem. Oh, like. <sighs> I, like, I get it's that. me being totally yeah. okay with it. I'll say, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, I don't have any problem. Like, of That's course. That's why I use and, it too. And, and yeah, yeah, sure is a then, little different. Yeah, sure is a little different. Because you give me the affirmation and <laughs> then you- getting into you, the, yeah, no. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Then yeah. You, you tweak the sure in there. But most of the time when people just answer sure, I get this gut feeling where it's like, you're just trying to appease me and you don't actually mm. want to do the thing I just asked you but to do. But is that, like, do you feel that way anytime someone says it or just when I text it? Says it too. I oh, don't like- You yeah, don't like pick up on the intonation of the way they say it? I think- I think you, you got to get general. pretty excited about your sure for me to get okay. on board with it. Because mm. like well, some people are like, sure. Yeah. That's like, okay, yeah, they're not really bored. But even if it's like a sure. sure. Mm. Okay. I'm out. Okay. For sure. For, for sharks. Sure. For sure for is a sure. little different. For sure is a little different. You gave me the affirmation and then the sure. Okay. I say okay. for sure. Four is an affirmation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's giving you the little extra oomph. It's like the exclamation point, but it's on the front end. Four, for sure. four. Four, four is, is the If end. I put, if I'm texting and I put for sure, I'm saying for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> See? Okay, let's move on. I just hate saying yes. It's so boring of a word. It yeah. works, though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's boring, too. Yeah, if someone says I yes, I'm a little bit more concerned. If someone says yeah, I take it the way you, yeah. you take sure. Okay. If they just say yeah. All right. See, we're learning things. Okay. Now, as you interact with us, you know the, the trigger words we have and the ones that you should use more. Just of. for those that are listening that I know this is a heavy moist. Oh, yeah. People don't like that. People are going to turn off the podcast yep. right now. Yeah, we got to move on. I think that's weird. I have no problem with no, that word. I, I, but anyway. I say it because I think it's funny. We have to get something done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So words are very, very important, um, even though we were just kind of throwing out words left and right here. But we use them so flippantly. Yep. Yeah. Right. It's our means of communication. Anything, sure. anything that becomes, I mean, the word holy, <laughs> stop. <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> the word holy. And, and when Ben has talked about it in his message a month ago, probably at this point, he talked about set apart. So then mm -hmm. unholy can just mean common and words for us have become unholy. They're yeah. just common. We yep. just use them so flippantly. It's how we communicate. It's what we communicate. It's, it's our everyday is words. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we don't often think about the things we're talking about. We don't put a lot of energy or effort into making sure that our words are good and life-giving and God-glorifying. We think about the cultural statement that says, think before you speak, yet mm -hmm. how many people do that? <laughs> no, you know? We're lazy. We, we are, mm -hmm. Yeah, laziness maybe is a part of it. And I think more it's just lack of intentionality. Yeah. yeah. You know, And the intentionality takes ener energy, so maybe mm -hmm. that's why people don't get over the hump. But we just don't think about trying to think about our words. Yeah. So 
Let's jump into Proverbs to start, and we're going to read you five verses that are a summation or a glimpse of what the Proverbs has to say, but not a whole picture of it. Yeah. So go ahead. What's the What's the purpose of Proverbs for those oh, yeah. who maybe don't aren't don't know quite as much? That's as great. What, what it Proverbs role is the is. book of wisdom. Yeah. So Solomon wrote a good chunk of Proverbs, but he is the wisest man to ever live. And he was just kind of tweeting out, we like to joke, yep. he was <laughs> writing these one-off <laughs> statements or series of statements that would teach us how to live life. And yep. so Proverbs is this book trying to teach you in wisdom what it means to live life. Is that good? Yeah, perfect. Right. Read away. Should we just like go around the circle? Yeah, let's Pop do it. Around? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Proverbs eighteen twenty one. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Oh, we're going clockwise. You're yeah. up. Oh, uh, <laughs> Proverbs two eighteen says, "There's no one whose rash words are like a sword thrust, but the tongue of the wise brings healing." Proverbs fifteen one: A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Sixteen twenty four: Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. And twenty one twenty three says, "Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble." So if we were to kind of group these together and take away a concluding thought. Mm-hmm. What what do we feel like the Proverbs is saying when it comes to words? That it matters what you say. Yeah. That your your words have power, that your tongue like has like the power to bring death and life. And like the way that you choose to to use it has great implications. Mm. Yeah. And I I love that because it's recognizing the power of something should lead to the way we use it. Yep. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Like if mm-hmm. it's, if, if our tongue holds the power of life and death, it can either bind up and heal and restore and bring, bring good things mm-hmm. or it can tear down, hurt and kill other things. Yeah. What does that mean? Let's start with life. Mm-hmm. What does it mean for the tongue to bring life? Yeah. The, the tongue is a place where encouragement and you use the word of healing mm. can come about and the words that we speak to other people can um, speak the healing of God into different situations, can rewrite false lies, can rewrite um, just things that people have maybe believed or have mm-hmm. been said to them that just aren't true. And so there's the the space in our words to speak life back into mm. people who are struggling, hurting, healing, or maybe even dead mm. in different areas of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dead metaphorically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're well, not trying to. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's give some examples. What do you okay. think it looks like in your life, or th- what what have you seen, or it's been done to you, where words have given you life? It's in, it's encouraged you, it's built you up, it's healed you, or you've done it for others. I think even like just the times for me when people have come up and said like, "Hey, like I appreciate what you're doing and mm. what you do matters." Like a lot of the times. A lot of things that a lot of people do is stuff that is unseen that that mm-hmm. people don't see the the labor behind, mm. but they see the fruit. And even just from seeing the fruit, they can just take it as the fruit and say, "Okay, well, it just is what it is." But without seeing the the intentionality, the time, the labor behind that it took, um, and, and recognizing that and, and giving them like what is due of them, of just saying like, mm. "Hey, like what you're doing matters," mm. like and you've done it well. Yeah. You think of yeah. any? I think for me, one of the things I really struggled with in college as I was um, stepping into places of leadership is that I often got overlooked. Um, so I'd get passed over for job positions or um, 
just different things where I could have stepped into leadership and was ready to and had the abilities to, but was overlooked by people above me. Mm. And so when I came here, I carried a lot of that of like, I just wasn't worthy. I wasn't mm. qualified enough. Um, and having staff, you people, were a pity hire people, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, just different things like that speak life over me. It's like, no, like, you are actually anointed. Yeah. God is mm -hmm. actually working through you. You are actually talented. You have skills. Mm -hmm. um, I think has been really, really critical for me and really taking hold of the call that God has given to me. That's so, so good. I'm going to take both of those together, find a common theme, and that's what it's meant to me, is words have this ability to give life to the spaces that aren't seen. Mm -hmm. Right? For both of you, there's this story that you're wrestling with, this identity, this and it's the same for me. The places where the words have given me the most life is when I'm wrestling with who am I? Yep. Like, yeah. am I wrestling with, am I doing the right thing? Those things. And someone will come and give me a word of encouragement and they're just, I'm, it just brings me life. Oh, yeah. You know, you preach a sermon, you, you, you step into a relationship, you have a conversation and you're like, I don't know if that went well, or you, you do a project at work or whatever it looks like for you. And you are wrestling with the insecurity and the doubt. Mm -hmm. And someone says, Hey, I really appreciated that. Or I appreciate you or like, I value what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And it's that place where they probably don't know all that's going on inside of you. Yeah. Yet words, when they're spoken in encouragement, bring life like to any situation. Right. Like even mm -hmm. if you were in a really, really good spot and you're like super happy on the mountaintop, no encouragement is going to probably bring you down. Yeah. But it's when you're in the, the hard places, when you're in the, the depths and the valley, when someone brings that word of encouragement, it, it can pick you up. Mm -hmm. So that's just the beauty of life there. Let's flip the script. Yeah. What does it mean for the tongue to bring death? A slander, gossip, just like pure attack. I think especially mm -hmm. we know nowadays with, you know, the keyboard warriors that... Mm -hmm. I love to tear people down mm. um, that you go to any comment section on any social media, on any platform, you're going to find someone who's tearing someone down mm. or using their words for that of death to, to only to pull down, to lift themselves up. Yeah. Um, usually it can come uh, out of, of pride of knowing that like you are low and wanting to be like built up and brought up. Um, and so the only way that you know how to do that is to pull others down. Mm. Um, otherwise it can just, come from like uh generally like just hatred uh mm. tor towards the idea towards an, towards a person um but yeah it, it is only meant to be destructive to to tear down what has been built up mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and that's i, I love that piece you brought in where when i think about words i think about spoken word mm. like the the words that come out of our mouth but the things we type the, the things word. we the mm -hmm. written word oof mm -hmm. impactful as well you yeah, know the things you'll text the things you'll type the the, the things you'll comment, oof, that'll yeah. get you. What are some examples? Do we have any that maybe places we have, have struggled to use our words wisely or others have wounded us or hurt us by their words? This is real. I mean, so yeah. Let's, let's do yeah. it. You can go first. Yeah, I mean, I grew up playing hockey, so like mm. I knew every single bad word in the book. <laughs> I heavily degraded people. Like mm. if I needed to say something to get you down, I did it. Mm. It was like, so that was so easy for me. It was like, you were on the other team, like you were getting like every word from my mouth was not going to build you up. Um, and even like on the other end of receiving that, like I get to see like all the comments we get on like the Oasis Instagram or like the Oasis YouTube or stuff like that. Like a lot of those aren't nice. Like <laughs> there are some ones that we're getting like, wow, you really typed that. Um, and like, it hurts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm not even the one like receiving the hate sometimes, but just reading it <laughs> is like, that sucks. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
I have definitely struggled with using words flippantly. Mm. Um, and it's something that I feel like God has convicted me on continuously throughout my life. And so there have been many, many times where I have said something to someone with no intention to be hurtful or yeah. to be unkind, um, but said something in a flippant way and and not in a careful and intentional way and mm -hmm. hurt someone and had to come back and say, I am sorry that I've said that. And um, sometimes there has been the cost of relationship disconnect and mm -hmm. brokenness in that, that I've had to wade through hardship because of the words that I flippantly said. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the... And I, I didn't put this in like any of my prep for this, but it, it kept coming up and I have struggled with it in the Proverbs say it. And I think it's somewhere in James too, but the idea that many words bring trouble. Mm -hmm. So like uh, Proverbs, I think it says when the tongue is, is let loose, transgressions are bound to follow. Mm -hmm. So there is something about the quantity of words we speak that lead yeah. us to a place where temptation and this death is, is more prevalent, you know, just by how much you speak, can be part of the downfall of what what you say because mm. same thing you, you're just saying you're just talking you're just in relationship you're conversating you're doing those things and all of a sudden it's that one thing you said that one mm -hmm. mistake that one comment that that you didn't mean for to hurt yeah. but you weren't watching your words carefully and so you were just kind of letting the stream flow of your yeah. words and all of a sudden yeah. something trickled in there that wasn't loving that wasn't mm -hmm. kind i, I have done that a yeah. thousand times i think even the excess of words can bring death when it doesn't allow space for other people to also speak. Yeah. Like we've all had that person that just talks the whole time. You're like, mm -hmm. I don't want to hang out with them. Mm. They just talk and they, you know, like it doesn't feel like a mutual relationship. So sometimes that excess of words can bring life, even when you don't say anything oh, yeah, hurtful. Yeah. It's squeezing out all of the life. In. Yeah. It's squeezing out all the life yeah. in this, in the relationship. In the space, mm -hmm. yep. You know, you're filling up Super anything good. that could be life with your, your words. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's real. Let's jump over to the New Testament. Let's talk about some some verses there that are pretty straightforward and aggressive <laughs> when they talk about the language that we yeah, use. Yeah. So let's read each one. Just take one. So go ahead. Yeah, Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as, as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, so that may give grace to those who hear you. Uh, Matthew 12.36 <laughs> I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. Oof. Yep. James 1, 26. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but, but, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. I'll ask the same question we did when we talked about Proverbs, but if we had to summarize some of this talk here and the, the idea of the New Testament, I know we only use three verses. There's a lot more there. What would we say the New Testament says about words? Uh, it, it, again, it matters what you say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. If we wanted to drive home one point from this, <laughs> I wonder what you would think it could be. It very much matters, it matters what, you say. what you say. And even the severity of those texts, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Ephesians, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. Jesus says in Matthew 12, every single careless word you speak, you will be held accountable for. And James will tell you that if you're unwilling to bridle your tongue, your religion is worthless. Mm -hmm. Oof, like, <laughs> come on, pull a couple punches here on us, New Testament. But the words are so, so important to the way we live mm -hmm. because they're revealing stuff about who we are, what we believe. It, it's our form of communication. It's the way we connect as people. And so if we're not willing to steward those well, essentially the scripture is telling us we're not living like Jesus. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. even as like Christians, I mean, going through the series that we are Sunday morning of being different, like yeah. as Christians, we're called to be different. So if we mm-hmm. speak like the world, okay, that's the first thing that people are probably going to literally hear from us, mm-hmm. receive from us. Mm-hmm. So if, if we speak like everyone else and like we have an unbridled tongue, like that's really like, okay, mm-hmm. why are you so special as a Christian? Mm. Yeah. Like what makes you so special? Like, cause you're not different. You're not being made holy, being made set apart, like in those areas where you're blending in with the world, which is what we're called to do the exact opposite of is to be completely different from the world. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. why like, yeah. I think there is so much severity in these texts in the new Testament. It's like, cause we're supposed to be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is, it? Oh, you're gonna go oh I was going to say one of my biggest pet peeves is Christians that will use this Ephesian text of no corrupting talk to only talk about swear words or cuss mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. and don't, take into consideration the other two that we even paired, even we shared especially James 126 that our religion becomes worthless our faith and the words we speak not our faith our religion becomes worthless if the words we speak are uplifting mm-hmm. like and how many christians speak corrupting talk on things that's not fitting for an occasion that brings death and lose their religious influence in the people and the lives around them because they won't bridle their tongue. Yep. And like, we don't want to talk about that very often. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't, I don't swear. So, yep. I, you know, it's like, it's no, like the, it's, it's like not the prayer just request gossip. Hey, let's pray for this yeah, person because they're struggling with this. It's not just that you don't say the cuss words that yeah. you think are wrong, but mm. it's, you speak death over people in a lot of other ways. Yeah. And but. there was a quote, I, I don't remember by who, but essentially someone said that, uh, your life might be the only Bible people mm-hmm. read. Yep. So when people, what that means is when they look at your life, they're assuming you're living in a way that yeah. is in a, in accordance with the faith that you have. Mm-hmm. So if you're living in a way that is contrary to the way of Jesus, so you are not you are speaking corruptly, not just with swear words, but in mm-hmm. other ways, they're assuming, oh, that is the way of Jesus. And they're like, that looks exactly like the world. So they're assuming Jesus is just like the world. Yep. Yeah. Because they maybe will never mm-hmm. pick up the scriptures and read Ephesians for themselves. So mm-hmm. they're assuming the way you live is the way you they're supposed to live as Christians. Yeah. And that is, that's, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. If we're not following Jesus yeah. closely. And we get, I think the biggest reason that the world calls Christians hypocrites is because of the words that we speak. Mm. Oh yeah. Because of the way we use our language and it doesn't match Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, that's my soapbox for the day. <laughs> that's good. Let's get it. So <laughs> how, how do we speak and how do we yeah. change the way we speak based on the fact that we are Christians and we want to live like Jesus? Yeah. The most important thing is to let God change your heart. Mm. Like it's not about just trying harder or cutting certain words out or not doing things, but let God truly change your heart. Um, it's not an, an effort that you put in, but as you engage with God, as you come closer to him, as you draw near, you'll begin to reflect who he is. So mm-hmm. you can look in Luke six forty five. Um, Luke says, or Jesus says, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Yeah. And so what is in your heart is what's going to come out. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you struggle with language that that is not uplifting that's not bringing life but is instead bringing death what's in your heart that's fostering that and how Mm -hmm. do you surrender even that to god and allow god to change your heart Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think of a good analogy for this i think the bible paints this analogy somewhere in the new testament but the idea of that uh fresh water and salt water cannot flow both from the same stream Mm -hmm. is that james i think so yeah okay yeah i'm just giving james all the credit today let's go james but that that's the that's a good analogy, you know. If your heart mm-hmm. is full of salt water, this this bitter water that's not good for anything, 
what flows out of that can't be fresh water. Mm -hmm. So you might be able to squeak a little nugget here or there of some wisdom or truth and make your words look like Jesus. But ultimately what is in you, what the source of Mm -hmm. is in you is going to flow out. And so you got to change what's, what's in the depths of your heart. James 311. All right, let's go. Shout out James. What are other things we can do when we're looking at our lives, trying to reflect Jesus with our words? Uh, Speak encouragement. First uh, Thessalonians 5.11 paints this perfectly. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. Now, this, of course, was a, a letter written to the Thessalonians, the, the church in Thessalonica. Um, and he says to continue to do that. Yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. they were already doing it. So that, like, they're living in that closeness of God. I think I can guarantee you can go back through the scriptures. God's never going to down talk mm-hmm. somebody. Like, mm. we are supposed to be like, a perfect reflection of Jesus. That's who we're called to be is we're called to live like Jesus. And I can go back and confidently say that you're not going to find Jesus talk badly about someone who's yeah. going to continue to lift people up. He is going to continue to bring the best out. Yeah. He will speak challenge. Yes. Which yeah. is different. Sure. You'll see him call the Pharisees a brood of vipers or yeah. mm-hmm. I think John says that, but then he calls the Pharisees whitewashed tombs. And so mm-hmm. you, you see some harsh language, but yeah. it's to people who are unreceptive and it's challenge. It's yes. a challenge and encouragement can look similar. Yeah. You know, and if someone is walking down a path of destruction and death, encouraging them in that path is not love. Yeah. Right? You know, mm-hmm. like if you have a friend and you're like, oh, I just need to encourage them. I need to encourage them. But they're making decision after decision that is hurting them and has consequences in their life. Encouraging love in that way might be harsh rebuke yeah. where it says the things you're doing are not of the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. that might be mm-hmm. what's encouragement there. And yeah. you see that from Jesus, but yeah. I get what mm-hmm. you're saying. Yeah. Otherwise, speak with gratitude. Uh, Ephesians 5, or, yeah, I speak with gratitude. Ephesians 5, 4, uh, nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. That goes back to this idea of, Mm -hmm. I think it's really easy for Christians to still have the the obscenity, the foolish talk, or the coarse joking. You know, Mm -hmm. it's -hmm. it's not swearing, and it's not uh, terrible, but if your grandparents heard it, or if your pastor heard it, heard it you'd probably yeah. be like, ah, I shouldn't be saying that. You know, if it crosses any sort of like racial, you feel like sexual. You need to apologize for what you said. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or if, if you said it in a different context, if it wasn't yeah. okay, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, I'm just joking with my friends and so it's fine. But if I said the same thing in the workplace or in a classroom or if I said this to a superior, like, you should be able to say the same things you're saying in every single setting. Yeah. Like the way you talk, you talk to your friends should be the same way, same way you can talk to your parents. If not, then you're putting on masks and you're faking one or the mm-hmm. other. You know, you're either faking unrighteousness among your friends and you're speaking in that way to connect, which isn't Christ-like, or you're faking righteousness in front of the people who you're trying to please, which again mm-hmm. is not Christ-likeness. Yeah. So instead of doing those things, speak in gratitude, you know, be grateful love and encourage and speak to one another in that way. And that will drastically change the way you communicate. Yeah. yeah. So then lastly, we, we would say, speak the gospel. Um, we look in Romans uh, chapter one, verse 16. Um, Paul writes, for I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for all who believe. And so speak the gospel, share the truth of Jesus in every aspect of, of your life. Um, that can be in like hardcore evangelism, like John three sixteen. Mm-hmm. This is who Jesus is, but it can also be in the love and the encouragement that you share to other people, and how your words reflect the heart of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And one thing that I've really been trying to to learn and to grow in is speaking the gospel into specific contexts. Not mm-hmm. like a lot of people think, oh, yeah, sharing the gospel is this huge keynote speech that I need to have prepared, and like mm-hmm. that's why we're scared to go and share the gospel is because we think mm-hmm. we need to get up on stage with a microphone and <laughs> have a twenty page PowerPoint presentation to share. Mm-hmm. 
the gospel with this person on the street where it's like, no, like sharing the gospel can be speaking into a specific situation. Mm -hmm. Like someone comes up to you and he says like, like, Hey, like I just can't get over. Like, I hate that I'm doing this. I can't get over it. It's like, well, okay. Jesus died to give you freedom from that. Like Mm -hmm. that's the gospel. That's speaking the gospel. Mm -hmm. Yeah without the 20 page keynote speech mm-hmm. like that's that's the simplified like in that moment in this space this is what you need and of course the mm-hmm. answer is jesus but it's like okay if someone else is like like i'm just so brokenhearted okay well jesus is there for the brokenhearted he's mm-hmm. present with you yeah like and learning how to take the the gospel and point it into a specific direction and not just yeah. laying it out the huge blanket statement you mm-hmm. know but speaking specifically into that situation. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know if you guys heard this, but Takeoff, Take the, the rapper, oh, part yeah. of Migos. Did mm-hmm. you hear that? Oh, this morning, yeah, yeah. That he was shot and killed last night, I think. So I have a group message with some of my friends, a lot of who are not believers, and they were talking about it, and they were just like, I can't believe it. He's 28. He was just living his normal life. Like, that thing, I was like, you guys know, like, this is one of the reasons I'm a Christian, because things like this happen all the time, and I have to believe there's some greater hope than that. Mm-hmm. And I had th- like three people respond back and they were like, what do you mean by that? Mm. You know, or like, yeah. Yeah. hey, would you, and one guy was like kind of upset. He was like, how could you say that? You know, but we got to have a really good conversation just because I didn't jump in and just use my words to continue in the same train of thought mm. other people mm-hmm. were. I tried to bring some hope there yeah. and hope yeah. brought life and, and who knows what God will do with those things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, speak the gospel in everyday mm-hmm. situations to the people who need it, which is everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Super good. Super good. Use your words. Encourage someone today. Love someone today um, with the gift that God has given you. That is your words. And we will catch you next time. Peace. Bye. Bye.